Hello, everybody out there in internet land. This is Adam Fairholm, and you're listening to the Filmed Insert Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, I am Adam Fairholm, like I just said, and then with me is co-host Doug Klinger. And Adam is really putting that new mic to the test. Yes, today. you may have noticed that the last, the last, uh, um, you know, we used to, Doug and I used to do a podcast before, um, and I used to just use like my i my uh, iPhone headphone mic thing, and then I got new headphones with the microphone on it. I listened to their playback of episode one, and I thought this has got to stop because it sounded horrible. So I went out and picked up uh, a, one of those blue snowball mics, and it is it's really cool. It's it's gigantic. If you've if you've ever seen a picture, it looks tiny, but it's actually like the size of a little bit bigger than a baseball, and it looks really cool. And uh, actually, I I I'm in I live in Boston, and I went downtown to the Apple Store to get it. I know and I know I could get it for like half price on Amazon, but I, I wanted to get it today, and uh, so I go in there and. You know, I asked for the mic because it wasn't on the shelves, and and the guy says he'll go, go get it back for me. But I'm waiting with like the Apple Genius Sales Associate, and we start talking, and I tell him about the site and what I'm using the mic for. And uh, you know, I can see him thinking about okay, uh, music videos. Do I have anything to do with music videos? And he's like, oh yeah, I used to work in Fort Lauderdale as a first mate on a boat, and our boat was chartered. Uh, for the Akon music video, where he's he's on the boat, you know the 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 music video that La Lonely Islands I'm on a boat is making fun of. I can't. I don't know the name of the song. I should. I should have looked it up. But uh, <laughs> that's so weird. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I... yeah, they chartered the boat, and then the Lonely Island from the you know uh, Andy Samberg and the other guys from SNL tried to charter that same boat when they did the I'm on a boat remix or the I'm on a boat parody. And uh, but it was too expensive. They had to go with another boat. Too expensive for SNL. So Akon spends the big bucks. Oh yeah. SNL not so much. Yeah. Well, if you look at the video, the one of uh, Akon, and uh, you know, let me look up right now because it's gonna drive me nuts. Akon boat video. I should have it. Where is that you're looking oh, at? I'm that so up? paid. It's I'm so paid, featuring Lil Wayne and uh, Young Young Jeezy. And that and that's you're looking that up on filmed insert the music no, video. I, no, it's not on filmed insert as of right now. But I just I just uh, add uh, I'll I'll add it now. But uh, just on Google. So then it is now. I mean this this isn't a live podcast. You're right. Uh, it's a good thing we don't do them live because our last podcast had to be edited down uh, heavily. We didn't significantly. Even... I know. I don't know why they didn't want. Like I don't know why that that economics conversation didn't make it in, but. Uh oh yeah oh, the one with, well there was a whole com- side conversation about uh, phallic symbols and their and their and their use throughout history, it was it got pretty deep. Um, wait, but wait, did... are you being serious? Because I was just being a douche. No no no. Remember the thing about the phallic symbols? Oh yeah, I do remember now. Josh... I was just talking about us. Yeah no, I remember significantly the talk of phallic symbols with with Josh and and Mike and Petey. And uh, actually. We we just opened it up. We're we're starting it small. Doug was actually just adding some some videos to the site earlier today. It was super smooth. The functionality was amazing. I know it's uh that that's my skills. I guess I didn't mention the other thing. Uh, the other uh, last podcast that my day job is a uh, web developer, uh, specifically of this PHP MySQL uh, persuasion. So I am the um, main and only developer on Film Insert. But you were adding uh, um, 
some video, some Garfunkel and Oates videos. Right, and for the people who don't know, my day job is a ninja, and specifically the crime-fighting variety. And so I fight people as a ninja while Adam writes code, and then at night we record podcasts. It actually works out really well as a sort of an arrangement. Right, because you, you get bullied a lot, and I ninja those people up. Yeah, I'm a I'm a chronic being bullied person, so I just have a whistle. It's like a rape whistle. <laughs> it's your it's your ninja it's your ninja whistle. Um, right, well, it's a, specifically for Doug, right? But, a Doug um, ninja whistle. So music videos, music videos. Yes, I think we're gonna come to a little bit of a disagreement on this because I just can't stand Garfunkel Funkel and Oates. I don't know what it is about them. They're very uh, easy on the eyes, but I just uh, when people uh, compare them to like they're the female flight of the Concords, I just get uh, just cringe a little bit. But their first one, the Sex with Ducks uh, video, you can uh, compared to their new one. What's the new one called? The This party took a turn for the douche. Yeah, there's you can see a real bump up in um, in uh, production values. Well, yeah, I mean the uh, the party took a turn for the douche is. Uh, Directed by uh, Daniel Stetson, who directed uh, that Ben Harper video that I just put up on the site and directed uh, a few of the other videos I put up on the site. And all those videos are uh, nominated or uh, were, you know, uh, official selections at film festivals and stuff. And they're really like kind of beautiful, serious, kind of like touching deep videos. But then if you look at the guy's site, uh uh, it's you know he's he's obviously got a, a great sense of humor. If you look at some of his other videos too, a lot of sense of humor. In fact, I uh, I'd, I'd be giving my pick of the week away if I recommended it now. But uh, well, there, oh sorry, go ahead. I was going to say there's lots of awesome stuff. I'll save it. I'll save it. The, the stuff. Save though. it. We yeah we need things to save. We got to have the big build at the end. Yeah. Now speaking of picks of the week. But oh, and also wait. Let me defend also Garfunkel and Oates. I think they're hilarious. Now I I don't know so much. I mean I obviously like Flight of the Concords, um, a ton, a, a million. I like them a million. But um, no, no. I think Garfunkel and Oates, other than the fact that they're they're very beautiful, uh, they're also I think they're pretty funny. I do, and that, and they're funny in other things, as well. But you know, you you're allowed your opinions. I'll be the one putting the Garfunkel notes videos up on the site, and I'll just I'll watch them with sort of a mild disgust. Although I did enjoy all the cameos in this party took a turn for the douche. That's why I lo- oh, I love videos that have a lot of cameos. And that's actually one of the um the ideas behind or the initial ideas behind doing filmed insert is because there's so many cameos. It got cut out of the last podcast, but we were mentioning uh, Bristol Palin. And it was in a it was in a recent video. So there's you know all these serious actors and just random people from all walks of life. I just I I have the need to compile this to figure out you know Sarah Silverman. What videos does she appear in? Well, she appears in Hollow Notes. This party took a turn for the douche. It's actually not Hollow Notes, but uh, Hollow Notes <laughs> did have a song called "This Party Took a Turn for the Douche." It never made it to their album. It was the '80s weren't ready for it. It's a B-side somewhere. Is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel too now that you mention it so last week on the podcast uh, podcast number one my pick of the week was a video called for the song No Fucking Around by the band Rafter and it was directed by Matthew Wells and 
For this, our second episode, we're lucky enough to have the actual Matthew Wells on the show being interviewed, talking about No Fucking Around and some of the other videos that he's done. Matt is a uh, great music video director and editor, and um, some of the videos to his name you can check out on his page on the site are um, Think About Life's uh, Having My Baby and Clues You Have My Eyes Now, uh, which uh, stars the wonderful Tim Heidecker. This is, that was actually his first video, as as you'll hear. But, uh, yeah, we asked Matt to come on, talk about his videos, talk about some of his uh, his his philosophy behind videos. Yes, so he's, uh, he's very insightful, as you will see. Very. So uh, let's check it out. Uh, my name is Matt Wells. I am based in Los Angeles. Uh, lived out here for about three years. And I had uh, been directing videos for about, directing music videos specifically for about two years. And I've just been making films since I was in college. So where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, um, a little town called Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, near, uh, kind of near Penn State. And uh, went to school at a little college called Messiah College right outside Harrisburg. And I also uh, did some of them. They have like a joint program um, because their film program is terrible. So they have to do like this joint program with Temple University, a big state university in Philadelphia. And uh, and then I moved out to Los Angeles for an internship program um, with Temple University. And that's, you know, I, I finished my schooling through that, and then I stayed out here in Los Angeles. And when, I mean, when, when you were in college, were you were you making music videos, or was it more like narrative videos? It was more um, it was more narrative videos. Uh, like a lot of people talk about how like they got some you know camcorder from their parents when they were really really little, and they were making films since they were in like elementary school. And I didn't really do that. I uh, you know I probably made two videos for like an English class in high school. And I really wanted, I knew I wanted to get into film, but, um, when I got to college, yeah, I, I made mostly narrative films, um, and a couple music videos, but just like none of them were official videos. They were just like for class assignments and stuff. And what was, I mean, what was the first video you did and how did you, I mean, how did that come about? How did you get into that space? Um, the first, first official video or like first student film or uh, first, first official music video. Okay. Um, well the first, like the first big one, um, even though it didn't end up being used as the official video was the, um, was for the band clues and, uh, the songs called you have my eyes now. And, uh, for that, I, um, I had this idea for a short about this guy in a um, department store, who his wife walks away from him and he feels up a mannequin and then cops come in and, uh, you know, they, they drag him out of the store and that was a short film. And then I heard this song and I realized, uh, that it would make a really great music video. Um, and as a short film, it was way more simple. Um, it would have been like a minute long, but because I liked that song so much, um, and it, it, the idea got a lot bigger. So over the course of a few months, 
I um, I was I was a production assistant at an animation company in Burbank called Crest Animations. They made the recent American classic uh, Alpha and Omega that came out <laughs> last year, um, and I realized that wasn't going anywhere. So uh, I I actually got a buddy that worked there to um, make storyboards for me, and he made up these storyboards. Um, under my direction, and then I sort of touched up the storyboards and put them into an animatic, and then we started pitching to bands with the pitching to clues uh, with with that animatic, and um, they they were they seemed like they were into the treatment and stuff. They never said that they wanted to make it the official video, and I was like, you know, I'm doing this on my own. I was, I mean, I was a lot more naive about the whole process. I, I just really wanted to make something. So, um, but they were, they gave me the consent to, uh, to, to use their song for the video, even though they never said they wanted to make it the official video. And so we just got into it. Um, we, the hardest thing was actually trying to find a location. Locations in Los Angeles are a bitch because, um, you know, everybody, it's a movie town. Everybody knows that they can get money out of you to shoot something. So that's, you know, they just, they'll, they'll charge you a lot of money to shoot, even if it's just for a little bit, but we lucked out and we found the store in Burbank called my fashion connection. And, uh, it, it had this look of a department store of a mall department store. And that's what we wanted. And, I think we were uh, they they were really awesome and they they just like let us shoot there for free. But we realized after the fact that um, there's a lot of like Armenian like crime families in this area, and we're pretty sure that the store was like a front for like for for um, like a drug front or something like that. Because two weeks after we shot it, the whole store just disappeared. <laughs> so, like the, the entire store. Nothing yeah, like it just nothing was left. Like it was. I, I walked back there one time just to like say hi and give him another thank you in person, and it just disappeared. And yeah, like we were, they let us you know come in really early in the day and start shooting, and they were just like in the back um, the whole time, like playing beer pong and stuff. <laughs> so like no ridiculous. like or no store processes going on or anything like that. Nothing Not really. Like I mean, they would like when we were setting up, they had somebody at the front counter and, and stuff. But uh, once it was closed, they 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 went back. But it was it was just funny how much they didn't care about you know what we were um, like that we were setting up during store hours and stuff. They were curiously like. Um, almost too accommodating, but hey, you know, <laughs> they can, they, they, uh, they help I us guess out. Right. The end product is still, yeah, know, the end product, it doesn't matter. And they were great. I mean, they, they were cool. And, uh, getting, uh, and getting the actor, like I knew, I knew, I, like, I don't know. I, I don't like to make a video and just be like, um, you know, if we get this guy in it who's like a name actor then that's that's that'll make the video awesome like i'd like i like to have the idea be strong enough on its own like we were um reaching out to some big actors and stuff for that um but we were fully prepared to just go with some you know random random guy who wasn't a name that was just you know right had the right look and the right feel for the part but luckily uh tim heidecker who we just contacted through his agent 
Um, and we just, you know, we, even though we didn't have much money, we just went to him as organized as we could. And, uh, we, you know, he, he did it for very cheap and, um, and he was, he was really great to work with. Yeah. It's funny. Cause, um, you know, we, uh, or I found, uh, you know your music videos first through the after song no fucking around which we'll talk huh. talk about soon and yeah. then you know Doug and I are both huge Tim and Eric fans so we found that afterward afterwards and oh that's and crazy I was like wait a second I rec- I recognize that guy so yeah. you you guys basically just just said you know hey we have you know some money and uh, yeah would and you do it yeah pretty much um it was it was kind of short notice um we did like we went to a couple actors before him just because like, I didn't, I mean, for some reason I didn't think of Tim as being, as being like the perfect guy for it because we always thought of it as like an older guy, sort of like a older, like Paul Giamatti, old, like frumpy, sad sack kind of guy. Yeah. And so the other actors we went to before him were more along that type. But, um, so it was like a week before the shoot. Also, we had a really hard time, tracking down his contact info, but we just went to him and I know I, my day job is I work in casting a lot for uh, TV and feature films. So I kind of know how, what lingo you're supposed to go to them with. And my friend Melanie was the casting director and she, um, she's a good, she's somebody I used to work for and she's a really good friend of mine. And she just called out to him, you know, with a really, uh, with a pretty meager offer and we showed him the animatic and um, we, we, we told him that it would be, uh, you know, not too much of his time. It would be about a four hour shoot, which it was. Luckily we didn't, um, we didn't go way over the time that we thought we were going to go. So um, that helped too. Also we, I had met his wife briefly earlier um, and uh, we asked her to be in it too. And I think that was cool for him because, like, you know, instead of having to hang out at this shoot with, like, all these kids that just graduated from college, like, he had his <laughs> wife there, too. And I think that kind of made it a little more in- inviting for him. And, is, she a, uh, is she an actor, too? Yeah, she is. She is. Did you do No Fucking Around after um, You Have My Eyes Now? Yeah, yeah. I did um, the Think About Life video, Having My Baby, right Right after that, pretty much, and then uh, Rafter a couple months after that. Yeah, because we, I mean, uh, if you listen to the podcast uh, last week, that was my pick of the week. I love that video. Um, yeah, thanks, man. It, because, it, I mean, for, for a number of reasons, and one of, them, one of the things I really love is the, the pace of the editing. Um, and, you know, you're listed as an editor, <laughs> editor for that, uh, for yeah. that video. And I mean, does, yeah. does your does your background come from, you know, concentration and, and editing? And, and, you know, what... You know, do you feel like editing has a really important part in you know your post production process? Oh, edit. Yeah, I mean, editing is is totally clutch, and I I feel like I'm directing when I'm editing just as much as when I'm on set, and the two really go hand in hand for me. Obviously, in the clues video it was one take, so it was you know there wasn't much editing there. But um, yeah, as far as editing, my background with editing, you know, I had to edit all my own short films and stuff in college, of course, and, you know, always use Final Cut. Um, but I also worked at a uh, the school media services place, and we would edit these, uh, we would edit, edit videos for, like, 
classes and stuff like they're like commercial class or like we would also edit videos for the Boy Scouts of America. And they're like these uber cheesy that like they're kind of like Tim and Eric videos, <laughs> but like serious. Um, and but that's like it gave me experience with editing. And yeah, with music videos, editing is clutch, just like um, specific, you know, that that think about life video. Um, we had literally literally no budget like the only money that w- went into it was like pizza to feed people at the the set like um you know the the camera was like borrowed from the church that we shot it in the puppets were borrowed from the church like they were puppets that i used when i was we would go to like old folks homes when i was in like junior high um everything was borrowed and we we hit we didn't have much time to shoot i was just home for christmas for you know just just for the holidays and stuff. So when me and Josh were editing it, like we're both pretty neurotic. So we the whole time we're editing it, we just weren't sure like if it was going to be good or not. And it was really one of those things where we just kind of threw everything at the wall and saw what stuck. And just I think we found a really good way to pace all of the stuff out. Um, like we we kind of hold off for a while until we show a lot of the puppets and stuff and. Um, while, you know, while we had really simple means, I think the editing was really, really saved that video. Now, uh, astute viewers will notice that, uh, the sh- it was shot on location in Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania. So you, 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 you obviously know all those people. Um, oh yeah. And so it must've been an easier shoot kind of being able to, to direct those guys in the church. And who, who is the guy? It um, was. Who, I mean, who is the main guy? Who, who, That's my really- dad. That's my dad. Yeah, that was. He, uh, I thought so. Oh, I was so yeah. right. Um, yeah, he's the man. He's he's a veterinarian in Holidaysburg. He's also a Civil War reenactor, and he does like these uh, Civil War cannon competitions. And he's won so many medals that he's been on like the History Channel and stuff. So he's really pretty comfortable in front of the camera, and he always acts in like church pageants and stuff. So he actually really enjoys acting, and he takes direction really, really well. And I mean, yeah, I love I love working with my dad, even if, you know, I hope to be making films someday and I'm sure I'll still be casting my dad in in stuff. Well, he's um, got some great moves. He, he does have some great <laughs> moves and he can and he um, he can act, too. Like he, I've you know, I've had him in student films and stuff and um, I've seen him in plays like he can he can definitely act. It kind of leads me to ask where the kids came from too. Were they like cousins and stuff, or did you get real? No, actors? no. I mean, all the ones in all the ones in LA that I've shot, like we've reached out to like, um, we've put up like breakdowns and um, we've kind of done the 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 normal casting research. I mean, I still cast friends a lot just because we have we have really small budgets for these things, so. It's really, really great to just work with your friends and even and when I can't work with my friends on them, like, you know, I like to work with people that are easygoing and cool with the fact that we don't have that much to work with. And yeah, I mean, like Tim Heidecker is like he's one of my heroes. So that was like terrifying to work with him, even though he was so (laughs) cool. Um, But I, you know, I, I would love to to work with that again if it was the right you know, if we could get the right guy for the right project. In terms of, you know, the concepts for the music videos, you mentioned for You Have My Eyes Now, that was a, a, a short film, uh-huh. you know, idea for a short film before it was a music video. For mm-hmm. No Fucking Around and Having My, having my Baby. 
Yeah. Um, uh, what came first? Was it the concepts for the videos and you sort of matched it to a song or did you hear the song and kind of come up with the concept after that? No, I, I heard the song. Um, you know, I'm a big music fiend. Um, you know, in college, I was always the person who would download like leaks of albums and everybody would come to me for like whatever the new album leak was and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, I, you know, I scour those websites like Pitchfork and Stereo Gum and all them to see whatever is the new, whatever is, you know, a track that I really like. And, uh, and I just reach out to the bands directly. And, um, sometimes I have the idea first, um, in the case of Rafter, his, his album wasn't out yet. I just went to his site and I really liked what he did. And I thought that, you know, I could, I could reach out to him and I saw that he didn't, he didn't have too many videos so far. Um, and he was, so he liked what I had done and, uh, he was just psyched to have a video. So he sent me the album and I just, you know, over the course of like a couple weeks, I just, um, dug through all the tracks and it was, it was hard to pick one. There was a lot of songs that I liked off that album, but, uh, it was, yeah, no fucking around was one that, uh, really stuck out to me. And it, yeah, like, and then, so with that one, the idea came for, or the idea came after hearing the music and then think about life. Um, I think I, I had that, and that I had that idea of somebody just like going into a church and going crazy to the song. I had that before, um, I heard the song and we had some weird ideas for it at first. Like, I wanted it to what, uh, the original idea for that is I wanted it to us to actually try to talk the church into letting us actually like him rush an actual service mm-hmm. and like <laughs> and like, you know, they would all act like what the hell is going on. And we would try to make it seem like this staged like Borat type thing where he just goes up there and acts crazy and he sings the song and then all of a sudden people are starting to get into it more. And, and as it goes along, you realize it's, it's more obvious that it's staged. Um, and there's just, you know, a lot more crazy stuff happening, but just like, we kind of had to compromise on that. And like, it was crazy. I wanted to like record my dad singing the song and have them like remove the vocal track. And like, <laughs> um, because my dad's a really good singer and stuff. And I thought like, this would be a crazy idea. Like nobody's really ever done anything like this, but, um, it's just, you know, I think it, it, I haven't been making these videos for that long, but it's just looking back at that. That seems like such a crazy idea. I mean, with the, with the zero dollars that we had, that wouldn't have been mm-hmm. possible, but, um, like you have the hand to let you re-record their song. Yeah. Yeah. Like how that, yeah. I don't know how the hell I thought that was going to work, but. I think that, yeah, the compromise that we, we came to, I think, was probably better anyway. So where did the, um, I mean, where did the concept from For No Fucking Around come from after after hearing the song? Because um, it's um, such a, it's, it's a really, I mean, there's a few things that I really love about that video. And one of them is the kids are just so expressive. They're, you know, they're, I especially love the shot where the kid is walking down the street and he just, pushes this guy over i don't know who that was if that was um that was uh his name is drew baker (laughs) and um you know sort of the relationship between you know these young kids and the people you chose to be sort of their backup singers you know sort of these women in their in their in in their 40s and it's i mean it's an odd concept for i mean there's a lot of different 
moving pieces in there, and it all comes together, I think, to really nicely complement the song. So, oh, yeah, where, where did that, uh, you know, where did that concept come from? Um, that concept, I'm trying to think what the initial spark was. I know that it was just like, the song really stuck out to me because of the theme of it seemed very universal, just like, um, you know, it's, the first verse is about, um, you know, all these things you kind of hate about yourself, and like, drag you down and i guess i just started to think about you know teenage kids and how teenage kids that's sort of like the most self-conscious time in in your life the time where you feel the shittiest and i started to think specifically about you know kind of like the kids i knew that were the most like kind of emotionally um kind of on like the I'm trying to think about how to put it like there is just something about like the like teenaged, you know, sort of overweight boys that that just like struck with me just because like those kids are as far as kids go like they always seem like the most um like outgoing and the most sort of fearless even though like there's got to be a, there's there's usually a side of them just like remembering from when I was growing up like kids like that usually pretty self-conscious but they always like it's always like the sort of like overweight kids that are really able to kind of um they sort of like rise past their their insecurities and just kind of rock it out. And that that was really cool to me. And I think like just the idea of dressing them up like adults is just sort of, I don't know, like the the angry kid in all of us or something like it's a fairly simple concept. And I think, again, like when you're working with really simple means, like going go, just going with a simple theme um, whether it's an emotional theme or like a visual concept that can just that you can just take it and run with it in a whole bunch of different directions. But it all comes back to this one simple theme about basically just like I, it said even on the treatment, like um, a group of overweight teens that aren't fucking around. Like that was the whole <laughs> idea of just like and, and Rafter, like he, he loved it when I when I sent it to him, I just sent him this really simple treatment in like, you know, Microsoft Word with like this little picture of a teenaged overweight kid kicking a soccer ball. <laughs> and then right under that it says overweight kids that aren't fucking around. And yeah, like we yeah, we had a blast. Now when you plan when you planned it out, um because there, uh, there are some setups in there that are just sort of off the wall, like the the kid who is in the closet and, you know, the light shines on him. And then there's, yeah. the, there's the chain fight. I mean, did you guys have, you know, like, say, for a day, like, okay, we got to start in the house, and then we're going to get to the chain fight? Or was it more like, okay, w- would it be great if we you sat in the closet for a while? Oh, well, it was like, I mean, it was all, it was all kind of, most of it, what you see was in the treatment. Like, the the, you know, the thing that was like um, Rafter's idea was the first verse is about the things you don't like about yourself. And the second verse is about the about the things that um, make you confident. So our idea was that the first half of the video, they would all be by themselves and, you know, isolated and angry and depressed and frustrated. And then the second half of the video, they would would be all of the stuff of them together. So, um so so it was like they got the positive energy by teaming up. So it was only – we shot it all in two weekends. We just set up blocks of time for each kid, and, um, you know, we would 
and I just sort of assigned like an emotion to each kid. Like, you know, one kid was the angry kid. Another kid was the depressed kid. And, you know, I just sort of write up a laundry list of, of shots for each of them. And I don't think that there's any, I think pretty much every segment made it into it. Um, so like the angry kid we have flipping out in a car, you know, or the, uh, or actually he was like the depressed kid, the angry kid, we have like knocking people down and stuff. And he's the one in the chain fight. And, you know, the, the depressed kid, we, we show him alone, you know, sitting by himself with just like one piece of toast or something and, you know, locked in the closet and all that. And, uh, then like the, the kid with the two ladies, he was like the sort of the deadpan kid who, um, and then, uh, then like there's, you know, the fourth kid who's just like praying. <laughs> I, I love the angry kid. He's my, he's my favorite. Yeah, a lot of people love that dude. I mean, they were all great. They all brought like a very different energy, and that was that came from you know just in the casting session we just met with um, a bunch of kids, and those were the ones that really stuck out to us. And we didn't like you know you can't really audition. It's hard to like. I don't really know what I would ask them to do in an audition. It was kind of just like we sat down and talked to them if they seemed you know cool and they seemed like they could. And they're younger, so you kind of have to take into account, like, can they behave themselves enough on set? And, you know, even if they couldn't, like, are, like, are they going to bring a really cool energy to the video? And, um, and yeah, I, th- I think we, we picked some pretty great kids. Definitely. And, and what were you looking for in the, in the, the women? The women, yeah. I mean, it was like, I feel like that was, that was like, I just wanted them to have backup dancers for like this sort of really like botched like hip hop scene. But I didn't want like, you know, typical like hip hop dancers or something like that. I just thought it would be funny if they just had these sort of like old ladies, you know, um, dancing, dancing behind them. And they, yeah, they were both, uh, they were both pretty cool. (laughs) Um, You you gotta be, you gotta be pretty self-aware as the old lady to be willing to do that. Was, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, you know, I didn't put it. You have to be sort of sensitive in the breakdown, and you know, hopefully they won't, uh, hopefully they won't hear, won't hear this and hear me talking about them as old ladies. But um, we put it up as just like back backup dancers, and the main thing with that is just like, you know, we told them it would be a very short amount of time. You just have to do a couple shots and a couple takes, and um, one of them was like really, really cool and and down for everything. Um, and the other one was like, like a total space cadet, like just had like, I think you can guess which one, um, (laughs) just had like the 10,000 yard stare. Like she was in another world. So like we got, it it was literally exactly what we wanted, um, with with her. It was almost disappointing that, that the other, the other lady was so, you know, cool and so with it. And stuff like we, like the the other like because you see in the video the other um the other uh the kind of crazier lady gets a little more coverage because she's legitimately crazy yeah <laughs> Doug you're gonna say something yeah yeah uh so when you shot the when you shot the video did you plan on ha- uh ha- like were were you just so inspired that you decided to make a second video. A chain fight video of its own or or did you just no, have so I, we just had footage? like i mean we just had like uh leftover footage and that was such a fun little we shot that part so fast but we it was such a fun little thing that it was like it would be really funny to just have a little extra um 
little extra video of just that to put up for the fun of it. Um, and to really embarrass that big guy even more and have him. Right, right. That guy was cool, too. He's like a local. Um, he's like a stand up comedian. And um, he was he, he totally got it and uh was was down for down for anything the one thing that like there's always like something when you look back and like you wish you shot something i wish that we had shot just one shot of him like on the ground punching the kid and you can't actually see him punching the kid you just see him punching and then the kids in the background just like you know like covering their faces and crying but i i mean i guess we kind of allude to that anyway but yeah, I guess uh, the giant guy beating up a kid would have been pretty awesome to see too. Like, for, yeah, I mean that's always people. great to see adults beating up on little kids. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's so why you, I pay for the internet. Right. So you uh, you alluded to um, you know you want to eventually be making you know feature films. So, yeah. you know what? Uh, how does making music videos sort of play into you know your overall? Um, your overall, you know, intended career arc, I guess, so to speak. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, good question. Um, what I plan to, what I would like to do is, there's obvious. I mean, as you guys, I'm sure know, there's not the market for music videos like there used to be. Like we get, you know, really tiny budgets, and um, you know, even the a lot of bigger bands don't get very big budgets. And it's not like you know, it's not like the '90s when you know, dudes like Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry were, you know, making these million dollar videos with these just insane concepts and all this, all, all manner of creative control. So, um, since I, but I know I want to be a director and I do love music videos right now. I'm, you know, I'm using them to, to build my resume and I'm, I'm trying to make more short films too. Um, I shot another one, in uh around christmas that i'm editing now and right now like i don't have an agent so right now the next big step for me is to get representation so hopefully once i would get representation i'll start getting videos that are actually like commissioned or have you know a slightly bigger budget and then hopefully move into the commercial world and from there in the commercial world you know just building up more experience more street cred and I'd really like to make, you know, like a micro budget film, um, you know, like just something some t- I know there's a lot of these, but I'd just like to make, you know, uh, a micro budget indie film, you know, to take to Sundance or something like that. Uh, that's that's really what I've been wanting to do since I was in college. Um, and how do you like I- L.A.? Oh, I love L.A. Um, it's it's great. It really is the place to be, you know, if, if this is what you want to pursue. Um, not that, you know, you can't pursue it elsewhere. I mean, you can create stuff and um, get it noticed elsewhere. Uh, lots, you know, there's lots of filmmakers doing that, but most of them usually eventually move to L.A. And, I mean, for me, like, when I was in Pennsylvania, it was always really hard to, like, find people who – you know, had access to equipment and stuff like that. And out here, you know, there's people all over the place. This is what everybody wants to do. So you can always find somebody who's interested in helping out, whether it be acting or shooting or, um, you know, effects or you name it. There, There's no shortage of people who are trying to build up their experience too. So we all, it's, it's, 
we're I feel like we're kind of building a little team of of people out here, and I think it's it's pretty cool. Now uh, it's time for the part where we're the stars, because we're just humble servants for the rest of the time. So typically, typically, yes. So twenty-four hours a day, for all days but one, we're humble servants. But this fifteen-minute period, um, and we're gonna make it fifteen minutes because I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, we're finally the stars, and, and I'm really happy about that. And that period is a little segment known as. Picks of the week. So, uh, Doug, um, sorry, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, what's your? Um, I have another bet. <laughs> so, Doug, I, I've been, you know, you know my pick of the week, but I do not know yours. I have a ten dollar bet going with myself. Yeah, what that video is going to be. So let's hear it. What is your pick of the week? Uh, okay. uh, official pick of the week, episode two. My official episode two pick of the week for the filmed insert blog podcast um, is by a band called Grum. And the music video, uh, uh, the song is called Through the Night, take two. The band is called Grum, and the song is Through the Night, and it's by a director... Uh, Ryan McNeil, and the video is hilarious and heartwarming and touching and action-packed and really enjoyable. And um, I also really like the band name Grum um, because that's really great, too. Uh, I I like it almost as much as I like crackers and snacks. Yeah, pretty close to my love for crackers and snacks. Um, But, yeah, Ryan McNeil... Uh, is a really great music video director. We'd love to interview him for the show, um, podcast, um, and I, I highly recommend watching this the video of this video on Filmed Insert. It is a fantastic video. I will second that. And uh, that's a lot of stuff. All the adjectives that you crammed in there to describe I have a, I got I got a lot of adjectives I admit I am full of adjectives and it's hard to do that in a in you know like a 4 minute video music video to add in all there. those all those there, emotions you, you will find every adjective in this video if you, it's a challenge a filmed insert blog challenge if you do not find all of those emotions in this video you have no soul that's that's my challenge. That's my challenge. I challenge you to have a soul and experience these emotions and watch this video. Listeners, you've been challenged. <laughs> you've, you've been challenged. I don't think I understand what a challenge is. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right, so, so now we come to my pick of the week, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's, your, that's your lead in. That's my cue. So anyway, so, okay, I, I love this video. This is this is this may be one of my all-time favorite videos, and uh, for when after we did the interview with uh, you know the, the the guys from last week, uh, Mike Diva, PD Flow, and Josh Haraway, I went to sort of like flesh out uh, Mike, uh, you know Mike's uh, videography, and was looking for his videos, and I found this video. I didn't really think much of it. I just added it, and then I watched it, and I nearly fell off my chair. It's called uh, Berries and Cream by a rapper named Blapstar. 
uh, well, featuring Young Bray's M Dot and HBO, which and HBO, HBO, they'll 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 helpfully tell you at the beginning. I like how yeah. I like how Blabstar's logo is like the AIM logo, I know. Um, from 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 the Max. But uh, anyway, the you might recognize the title Berries and Cream from the Skittles commercial from a while ago, where they had I don't know what the deal was. They had a berry it was just and... like it was they had a berries and cream flavored Skittles, and it yeah. was just like a little like Irishman. No, no, he was like a little Elf. like Lord Fauntleroy. And oh, he was like, okay, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize he was the Lord Fauntleroy. He was like a Lord Fauntleroy type character, and he would like appear and say, "Berries and you know, excuse me, did you say berries and cream?" And then uh, they would say yes, and he would go into this little dance. And what would he sing? Adam, sing it so he you can say, cue it up. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little. Oh, I, I was queued up for the video, not me to do it. Okay. No, uh, no, <laughs> uh, you do it with the cue. Try it again. You do it with the cue. Come on, go for it. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. And he would have this little dance, and he's got like this, like, uh, like. You know, middle-aged, like, you know, Prince perm kind of thing. So, anyway, the the video is, like, a takeoff of that. I don't know. They're, they're, it samples it. Yeah, it's it samples cool. it, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard samples in my life. And I've heard a lot of stupid samples, but this is awesome. And the rapper has, like, a perm, and he just looks crazy. It is the best. It is the best. And they're all so serious about rap you know rapping about berries and cream and they do all these like riffs off of kind of what berries and cream could be yeah right the variations of what berries and cream is uh yeah i wish i wish so much that we had seen that video before we interviewed mike (laughs) it was kind of hidden it was kind of hidden i had i kind of came across it by accident because i'd seen all of mike diva's stuff i thought uh, but this was just you got to see it to believe it and i just uh i've I've been watching it uh, every day yeah really great (laughs) it is so that's it that's my that's my pick that's our picks so you you guys listeners whose pick is better should we have a little poll on the site whose pick is better yeah we should just be a running poll like uh you know not week by week or it can be week by week all right we'll have a poll to decide if it's week by week and then (laughs) no uh i say we do week by week and then uh yeah let's do you know Let's do at the end of season one, at the end of season one, the whoever wins um, gets to uh, uh, rule the world. That's a fair. I think that's a fair deal. Yeah. So understand, public, that your vote is pretty important. Don't take this vote lightly. Yeah, it's serious. Um. Well, great. That's it. That was. Uh, I think we. You know. We want to see constant improvement, Doug. We've improved. I think we're we're improving. We're getting there. We want to we want to be the best filmed insert podcast for the site ever. There's a lot of competition out there, but we want to we want to be the best. It is thick. It's thick competition. So um, if you're listening to this, make sure you go check out the uh, whole filmed insert filmedinsert.com and see what we got going on. Um, see what the latest news on the development is. Also, check out our blog. And besides the uh, podcast posts, we're also posting um, about different music videos that we like, music video news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, check it out. And uh, until next week, um, enjoy your enjoy your meals. <laughs> Please do enjoy. Your meals. <laughs>
don't even know how to. How do you follow that? How do you follow enjoy your meals? Well, I you think you could say your appetizer. You could say something periphery to that. Like enjoy your salads. All right, all right. So we're gonna have a poll on the site. What my phrase should be after enjoy your meals is it uh, enjoy your desserts, mm-hmm. um, enjoy your pudding. So be specific. Or be even more vague, enjoy whatever you have after your meals. Good. Agreed. stuff but you left all my fumbling and website searching in the podcast last time oh, I'm so sorry. i'm just gonna have to alert our several listeners that uh adam makes himself sound like mr podcast pro and makes me sound like douchey mcdouchington you know what uh, i, I should have taken that out last time but uh i didn't because uh i forgot so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna leave in that internet fumbling fine that's fine. I also ask you to cut out Douchey McDouchington. I will do that as well. <laughs>